0: All right, Treble Say Good morning. Good morning. Sorry. Some technical, uh, technical difficulties. So I want to begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning. Sure, to thank our Tamadora sponsors, <coughs> excuse me, for the month of Teves, Dovi and Nina Elman, in honor of their daughter Ayelet becoming a bas mitzvah, May she continue to be a source of Nachas for the entire Mishpacha. Our week of learning sponsors Alan and Sherry Steinmetz in honor, in honor of Alison and Adam Steinmetz's anniversary, and in honor of all of the shiurim. Our day of learning sponsor Doug and Gail Stanger in memory of Doug's grandfather. Avram, Moshe, Ben, Shraga, Faival, Zichon, Livracha, we hope in the merit of our and the Shamal, Havan, Aliyah, and the family in Nechama. Our Dafyombi sponsors for today, Sonia and Barak Fishal Kozlovsky, in commemoration of the 18th yard site of Rabbi Price. Zichrona Livracha. May all of the learning, the dafiyom, may all of the shiurim be in aliyah for the neshama of Moreno Araf Shlomo Aryeh ben Moshe. Zichrona Livracha. We hope that in the merit of our Tamatora, the neshama will have an aliyah and the family a neshama. And to thank Baruch and Bracha Rifkin for dedicating this shiur today for the yardsite of Rabbi Ruven Rifkin, Rav Ruven ben Tzvi, who was Osik in Baltimore community from 1914 to 1953. Incredible. We hope all of these Neshamas who work so hard on behalf of our community will have the Lichtika Gan Eidin and their families in nechama. Alright, so with that, let us begin. So a lot to do today. Today's daf is Mem Gimel 43, and we are actually picking up. We got to the bottom of Mem Bez and Mem yesterday, two lines up from the bottom. Rabbi Eliezer Omer. So remember again, we're delving in today to the fascinating discussion regarding ta'ruhs of chametz. Ultimately, again, mixtures of chametz. Remember, up until now, we've been solely focused on just what we call chametz be'en, just chametz, or a loaf of bread, by something explicitly unadulterated chametz. Now we delve into the discussion of ta'ruhs, which will have some interesting halachic ramifications and repercussions as well. Sareb Eliezer said, Sareb Eliezer said in the Mishnah, even... Tachshitim are accessories. Even the accessories of women ultimately, again, are included in this din of chametz. So says the Gemara, Tachshitim sagdatra. what does that mean? Jewelry, accessories of women are included in the prohibition of chametz? af Rather explain it instead of meaning tipulein nashim. Moses, this goes back to yesterday, tipulein nashim are depilatories, a cream or a paste that a woman would use to remove hair. Those are included in the Prohibition of chametz. What happens if a woman, if a, if a girl reached the age of physical maturation, but she was maturing a little bit on the earlier side? And therefore, again, she did not want to have physical signs of maturation. So what happens? So they would want to remove unwanted hair. So the Gemara says, "Binos toflos osan basid. So the poor girls would use lime as a depilatory. Ashirim Toflos The rich girls would use fine flour. Benos Hamar. And the royalty would use Shemen Hamar. We'll discuss what that means. Shne Hamar Shisha Chadoshim Hamar. from Megillah Sester. right? When talking about how the women prepared for their night of Achashverosh, so the Megillah says they would spend six months. In Shemen Amor, my Shemen Amor, Ravhuna, so Ravhuna, Omer, Sat, Satachas. It is Satechas. Rashi says, interestingly enough over here, lo is Parish. I don't know what Satechas is. Interesting when Rashi says that. So it happens to be in the, in the, in the Mesoris Hashats, Shas, excuse me. He quotes over here by that letter, letter Zanyan, he says, Perish Rashi shekorin Balsima or balishma. So we'll say it could be that. So interesting. So apparently Rashi elsewhere seems to indicate that again it's perhaps some type of balsam oil. All right, Rabbi Bar Abba Amar Shemen Zayishlo Heavy Rabbi Bar Abba says what's what's Shemen Amar? Shemen Amar is olive oil, but it comes from olives that have only reached one third of their maturity. Tanya Rabbi Omer, Apinkinen Shemen Zais Shlohevi Shlish. Apinkinen is another name for olive oil, which has not reached one third of its maturity. So, from olives that are only one third of their maturity. Shemen also. Why ultimately, again, would one smear themselves with this type of oil? Because it goes in and removes unwanted hair. And it gives the skin a beautiful glow. Za clau, koshuhumi min So we'll say, so good. So that's so that's the that's the case of Takshiti Noshim. So the Mishnah said, this is the klal, kol min dogon. Anything ultimately again that has within it grain, haraza over bepesach, One is in violation of chametz on Pesach. So the Gimara says, Tanya, Amrabyushua, Dikimi she'shaninu, Kol min Dagon over bepesach lama So, the Gemara has ask a good question. See, here's what's interesting about about the flow of the Mishnah, right? So, made the, the way the Mishnah reads is, the Mishnah gives you a list of items that have chametz mixed into it, right? And then the Mishnah says, by the way, here's the klal: anything that has chametz in it, you'll be over on pesach. To which the Gemara says, I don't understand. Why don't you just skip the examples and just go to the Klal, right? Just go ahead and write the principle. Anything that has Chomets mixed into it, you're in violation for that on Pesach. Why do you have to start going through Kusacha, Kusacha Bavli, and this one and that one? Just skip the examples, go to the Klal. But say says, actually very profound. Because the Bible say Chazal wanted us to be familiar with certain types of foods. They wanted us to be familiar with certain types of food. You're going to see, not just for Khamet's purposes, but for other purposes as well. And with their names. Kiha, listen to this, because the Gemara tells a story. Kiha, Tahu bar ikla labava. there was once a Jew who traveled from Eretz Yisrael to Babel. karivi li mischilta. So he said, that, now apparently the man brought his own food with him. But he said, give me maschilta. Now, I will say, maschilta literally means a condiment. So this man had brought his own meat. He was looking for, uh, I don't know, uh, some barbecue sauce, whatever it was. So he said, give me some maschilta. So shama de ka'amri karivu lekusach. So, you know, I will say, you find this often, that there were different, I don't know if the word is, not dialects, but like, They spoke in a little bit different ways in Babel and in Eretz Yisrael. So the man asked for a mischilta, which was a condiment, and they said, oh, you want a condiment? We'll give you kusach. Because we'll say the truth is, kusach is a condiment also. It was a dip, right? You don't eat kusach, you dip into kusach. So they said, ah, the guy wants a dip. Remember again, the guy from Eretz Yisrael didn't tell anyone what he wanted a dip for. He wanted a dipping sauce for his meat. He didn't say that. So he said, oh, he wants a dipping sauce. What's the best dipping sauce we have here in Bavel? Everyone knows Babylonian kusach. It's all the rave, right? So they said, bring him kusach. So both we'll say, so what happened? So because this individual learned Mishnayis, gave on the Shama kusach, Pirish, but since he was familiar with kusach, and he knew that what kusach was, kusach was Milchik's, it's made out of whey and moldy bread and a couple of other ingredients as well. So he knew ultimately to avoid it. So it's very interesting. So therefore, although the Gemara says, you're right, we could have just espoused the principle or the rule in the Mishnah and could have left off all of the examples. Haloch Lamai says it's important to be versed. It's an incredible use. So what the Gemara is also saying is it's a very profound idea that sometimes in the learning of halacha, learning of halacha, so it's tempting to just tell me, is it mutar or is it aser? <laughs> Let's just get to the bottom line. mutar aser, right? Tam etar, kasher treif. What Chazala sensitizing us to it. sometimes it's good to know the background a little bit. Because when you have the background, sometimes again, the application of those very laws becomes a little bit easier. Good. Tigmar goes right there. Tanya. Good. Uh, fine. So, good. Here's what's interesting. So remember again, the Mishnah said that if you have an item that has chametz mixed into it, it's a lav. It's a lav, but not kareis. So say, we know the Torah puts down that there is a punishment of kareis when one goes ahead and consumes chametz. What the Gebar now is going to extrapolate from Mishnah is that the din kareis for chametz, consumption only comes about when you are eating what's called chametz be'en. Actual, unadulterated a loaf of bread, a bagel, right? That's charis. But if you are eating a food item which has chametz mixed into it, though, although that is punishable by a lav, it's a lav, it's not charis. Again, we'll have to define the parameters of this. So the Gemara says as follows. So be'lav. Who is the opinion who holds that chametz Gummer that is mixed in, that's in a mixture, or chametz nuksha be'en? They both say. Now this is very interesting. Chametz nuksha. We'll say we're going to spend some more significant time. This is not the primary sugya of it. We'll see it. We'll say chametz nuksha. It, 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 it actually has, it's a is what the definition. Well, look at Rashi for just a moment. You see Rashi Mantana. It's right across from. If you have a newer gemara, it's right across from where it says the Hagos Habach Mantano de the de Isli Chometz Gamershnis Ari Ben, So we'll say, who is the Etana who holds that if you have actual chametz that got mixed in with other items, now you have a is, a mixture of chametz, a mixture of chametz, right? That that that, in, and if you consume that mixture that it will be punishable by Allah. Who is that opinion? Inami, Khamits Nuksha. So we'll say, look how Rashi defines this over here. Nuksha is Ra, Vi'isei Be'enei. So Khamits Nuksha, will say is, that it's Khamits Ra. Khamits Ra, what does Khamits Ra literally mean? It's bad Khamits. What, what does that mean? So we'll have to, we'll have to delve into this. Vi'isei Be'enei. So we'll say, we're going to see, Khamits Nuksha can mean one of two things. Either Khamits where the Chimut's process began, but was stunted, or Chametz nukshe could be its Chametz, but it's not really edible. So we'll say, for example, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, that one of the classic examples of contemporary Chametz Nuksha is scotch, right? Scotch is Chametz. But it's chametz nuksha. That's because, technically speaking, actually the fermentation process is actually stopped at a certain point in time. Chametz nuksha, which has a lot of halachic ramifications, chametz nuksha is not treated the same as regular chametz. Again, so who is? So we'll say when you look at this case in the Mishnah, when you look at the case, when you look at the case of the Mishnah, certain examples of this, like kolon shel sofrim, the paste of scribes, what we saw actually turns out to be shoemaker's paste, also leather leatherworker's paste. So, we say, so again, you look at those items, be that's not really chomets. I mean, let me say it differently. That's not the type of stuff that you would say, hmm, I'm hungry, I'm in the mood for something, you know, what am I in the mood for? Is there any shoemaker's paste around, you know? No one's eating that. Be pashtos, although it's not, it's not gonna kill you if you eat it, that's what's called chomets nuksha. That's chomets ra. That's chomets ra. So, th- we're gonna, we're gonna use the definition right now of chomets nuksha as just chomets ra. Chamez, which is, Technically edible, but no one eats it. No one eats it. So who is the Tana who holds that if you have a mixture of chametz or chametz and you consume that, that it is punishable ultimately again by a lav and not by karis. I'm Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a Rav, Rabbi Meir. He. It's Rabbi Meir. So the Gemara says this sanya Seyor, yisarei fenos la lekalbo. So look, so both we'll say if you have Seyor, and both we'll say seor, we normally translate as sourdough. As opposed to, let's say, chametz, so seir is a leavening agent. So if you have seyer, what do you have to do? You have to burn it. You have to burn it. Now Rashi says over here, is shalonius chametz kol tzarko. Then I will say, interestingly enough, seyer is a good example of an item. Sourdough, generally, is chametz, but hasn't become fully chametz. That's why it's able to go out and serve as a leavening agent, for something else, right? Both say, if you take a fully loaf, if you take a fully baked, a, a fully processed piece of bread, that can't usually serve as a leavening agent for something else. The sourdough, because it hasn't fully leavened, that's the koach of its leavening powers. So, if you take seyor, so what's the halacha? You sorry, you have to burn it. "You can also give it to your dog." But if you eat seyor, if you eat sourdough, you get malkis. Hagufa kashen. And says inherently contradictory. Amrit seyor, you sorry, if you just said seyor, ultimately again, should be burned. Alma oser Therefore, it's oser but a hundred then you say you can give it to your dog. Alma muter Therefore, it's muter So what's going on over here? Hachikamar. So we'll say, before we go on, take a look at Rashi, just a moment. Seyor. So Rashi says, Shalom is called Kol Sarko, I will say, now look at the rest of this, Rashi. Seor seor please give me I will say, there is a mechlokis in the Mishnah that we will see later on, Memches. So in a couple of days from now, we'll see an interesting mechlokis, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, about the definition of seor. So I'm about, to listen to this. So Rashi says, Rashi says, Sayur, Ech Shech Sifu, sifu Panov, So we'll listen to this. Rabbi Meir says that as soon as the outside of the sourdough becomes white, that means it's sourdough. That's the chimutz process. The leavening process has begun. That's Rabbi Meir's definition. Rabbi so to listen to this. So here's what's interesting. Rabbi Huda holds that Seyor is only considered to be chametz when, when cracks develop in the dough. Cracks. So Rabbi Huda says, like the, what do you call it, the things of a grasshopper? Um, yeah. Antennas. thank you. I can't, I know I'm going like this, right? The antennas of the grasshopper, right? It's watching we have video, right? But, right? So, the antennas of the grasshopper. So, we'll it's fas- actually fascinating. So, according to Rabbi Meir, sourdough, right, the seor becomes chametz as soon as the outside becomes white. That's earlier on in the process. Current tribe Yehuda, it doesn't become chametz until later on that cracks, small cracks, actually develop in the face of the dough. So, we'll say the reason this is important is as follows. According to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda's definition of Seir is already chametz Gomer. Rabbi Meir holds once a dough develops cracks, that's chametz Gomer. According to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir's definition of turning white, that's not chametz at all. He calls that, you know what he calls that? He calls that Matzah. <laughs> it's not chametz. It's not Chometz. Now again, we'll get into it later on. The emergence is bringing it up over here. don't know what it means to say. you Yisarif. If you have Seir, you have to burn it. The Rabbi Meir, the Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda. So we'll say, Rabbi Meir, so if Seir reaches the level of chametz, according to Rabbi Meir, then Rabbi Meir, according to Rabbi Meir, if it becomes white on the outside, you have to burn it. According to Rabbi Yehuda, if it develops cracks, you have to burn it. So the Gemara kalbo," or you can give it to your dog, what's that case? The Rabbi Meir, the Rabbi Yehuda. So we'll say that, listen to this, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if the seyer only reached the threshold of Rabbi Meir, which is it turns white, but it didn't develop any cracks, then halachalamaisa, you could totally get even hana from that. You can give it to your dog. And if you eat seyer, ultimately again, you get malchus. Asan Rabbi Both say that goes according to Rabbi Meir's definition. So according to Rabbi Meir, if the sourdough turns white on the outside, which means the chimot's process has begun, halachalamaisa, so if you consume it, you get malchus. The Gemara says, "Shamini le'Yehuda, Rabbi Mayer, nukshe be'enei balav, the chol shekain chametz dug on Gomer, will say this would be a good example of chametz Nuksha. So sourdough that turned white, stunted Khimut's process. That's called Khametz Nuksha. Shabbos so say, you see, Rabbi Meir is of the opinion that Halakha Lema Yisah, Nuksha, which again I say, we're translating as Khamits Ra right now. We'll just use Rashi's definition. It's not good Khamits, right? It's Khamits Ra. So or, or a mixture of Khamits into a larger mixture, those items will be prohibited, but not by Khares. Ultimately, again, by a love. Rav Nachman or Rav Nachman says, "I'm um, Rav, um, Rav Nachman, I'm um, Rav Lozeri." Rav Nachman says, "No, it's not Rabbi Meir, but rather again, it's Rabbi Elzer." Thisanya al chametz dagan damar anosh kares. If you eat chametz mamish, we say what we call chametz be'en, a bagel, a loaf of bread. The halacha is, you get kares. Al eruvo belav Rabbi Eliezer, but if you eat a mixture containing chametz, then ultimately again that is quote unquote only punishable by a lav. These are the words of Rabbi Me- of Rabbi Eliezer. If you go out and you eat chametz you'll get chayiv zehiiv However, al eruvo We'll say this is wild. According to the Chachamim, the Chachamim say if you eat a mixture containing chametz. There is no prohibition. You'll say, "Hear this, pretty wild." There is no prohibition at all, at all. According to the Chachamim, the prohibition of chametz is only when you eat chametz be'en, when you ate plain, standalone chametz. But if you were to go and eat a ta'arovas, a mixture of chametz. The Chachamim say there is not even a love. Now, of course, we don't pask in this way. We don't pask in this way. We'll say just you should know for your own edification purposes. We pask in like well, we'll get to how we paskin. So the Mars Vashamili So see that according to Rabbi Yazar, Khamit Dagan if you have a mixture of Khamits, that is punishable by a love, and all the more so Khamits Nuksha. Good. So so. Now we have we have two approaches. We have two approaches. So we have Rabbi Huda saying that the Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Meir. We have Rav Nachman saying that the Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Eliezer. Now are both saying now they're both effective. They're saying the same thing. Everybody. So they're both agreeing that what that a is a mixture containing chametz as well as chametz nuksha will be punishable by a lav, punishable by a lav. Good. Says the Gemara of Rav Nachman, my time, Rabbi Huda. So we'll say, why does Rav Nachman not hold of Rabbi Huda? Right? Why does Rav Nachman choose to identify Rabbi Eliezer as the opinion and not Rabbi Meir? So the Gmar shall tell you why. Because he will say like this, maybe Rabbi Meir only holds his Shita by Nuksha. Because we'll say, Nuksha, as much as it's, according to Rashi, Chometh it's still chametz Ba'en. Right? It's still unadulterated chametz but maybe who says Rabbi Meir would hold that ultimately, again, there's a love by a mixture of chametz. And why does Rabbi Yehuda not hold like Rav Nachman? Rabbi Eliezer only expressed his shita by by a mixture of chametz. But he did not directly address so Tanya Kavos Eid Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda, we have a Brisa that supports Rav Remember again, I say, Rav Yehuda is of the opinion that the Mishnah follows Rav Meir. So the Gemara says, listen to this. The Pasek says, You should not eat. Rav Yehuda. So, we've actually seen this before. So, the brisa says like this: the brisa says kol machmetzes. So, you both say the Torah phrases the prohibition of chametz in two ways. Number one, you can't eat chametz. Number two, kol machmetzes. So, here the Gemara is understanding that machmetzes is coming to include what is coming to include taroves chametz. That even a mixture of chametz is going to be. Asir, So it says the Gimara, so therefore it comes to include all of these items mentioned in the Mishnah. Yochol yei I, you might have thought that because I'm learning enough of Tarovis Chumas learning from the Pasek, that I should be punishable even by Karis Talmud Lomar ki kol ochel Khamitz v'nechrasa. Al chumitz doagon gamra bilav. So said, this is actually quite amazing. So the, the Gemara is being mechalik, or the Bryce is being mechalic over here between kol machmet and kikol ochel chameets. Chameets refers to what? This is very important. Chameets refers to? Chameets ben. Chameets ben means standalone, unadulterated chameets. A bagel, a chalerol, a piece of bread. I will say it's not limited to these things. Pretzels, cookies, cake. That's chameets ben. If you consume that type of chameets on Pesach, Hassel it's partial by karis. Koma comes to include anything which has chametz as an ingredient. That's also asr, but ultimately, again, only asr by a love, not asr by karis, or not punishable by karis, I should say. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. who is the opinion who holds that ta'aroves, chametz, a mixture of chametz punishable by a love? Rabbi Geliezerhin. Ve'ilu nukshe be'inei lo say, interesting of Rabbi Eliezer. Yet, what are we not addressing over here? We're not addressing chametz nuksha. Sh'ma mino nuksha l- Rabbi Eliezer, Leslie. Then Rabbi Eliezer, you see from here that it's possible that according that Rabbi Eliezer maybe holds that chametz nuksha is not asr. Rabbi Eliezer, iruvo be'lav Minole. Where does Rabbi Eliezer know that a mixture of chametz ultimately will be asr as well? D'chsev, Chol says because the Pasik says chol machmet says any machmet says any mixture of chametz you cannot eat. Iha chi nami lechayiv. If that's the case, ultimately again, why not be chayiv kares as well? The gemara says the hakshiv ki kol chol machmet says so ultimately, again, the Pansic says, whoever eats Machmetz is v'nech But one second. But we learned that Machmetz is from something else. Machmetz is in the election is chametz me'ilov. Machmetz is, I only know an item that became chametz on its own. Machmetz davar acher minay. And I will say, from where do I know that even if the Chimot's process was sparked by something else, that it's also us from Talmud Lomar. Kol Machmetz as v'nech if that's the case, says the Gemara, but don't you use this ultimately again to establish a love. Elah, time of Rabbi Eliezer, rather, but to say, Rabbi Eliezer, she does like this, Mikol. we we'll say, ultimately, again, you have to say that the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer is gleaned from the word kol. Kol, it says, kol machmesas lo I i the Gemara says, hasa kol, I but it also says over here. Machmet we the say, this is incredible. The second call according to Rabbi Lezer, comes to include women in the prohibition of chametz. So we'll say what does this mean? This is incredible. The Gemara says But nashim the obligation, or I should say, the, the fact that women are included. In the prohibition of chametz, we learned that out the Gemara says, "Dam <speaking in> Rabbi <Hebrew> The pasuk says, "If a man or a woman will do anything that is prohibited, his ish Both said, the Torah equates men with women for all punishments. That although there may be a distinction between men and women regarding positive commandments, as we'll discuss. When it comes to prohibitions, men and women are the same. It's but nevertheless, I need it by chametz. I still need an additional limud to teach me that women are prohibited in chametz. Why? Because one might have thought. Because I will say one might have thought. That after all the pasuk says for seven, right? Losoka love chametz. Losocha, let's see, just find the ram. I'm, I'm here for just a second. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, good. We'll come to that in a second. Good. Losoka, losocha love Chomets. Shibas, yom toch, I matzos. So we'll say, So the pasuk says. The pasuk says seven. You shall not eat Chomets. Seven days you shall eat matzos. So you might have thought it's follows Kol sheyeshnu bikum echal matzah. Yeshnu b'al Chomets. I might have thought as follows, whoever has an obligation, the Torah goes out of its way to link the obligation to eat matzah with the prohibition to eat chametz. So I might have thought as follows, whoever has the obligation to go and eat matzah has a prohibition to consume chametz. And based on this, I would have said, And based on this, <laughs> I would have said, so you'll say, I'm going to throw it as follows, that since women don't have an obligation to eat matzah, and I will say, why don't women have an obligation to eat matzah? Be pashtos, why not? It's a mitzvahs asay shazman It's a time-bound commandment. So I might have thought that because women don't have an obligation to eat matzah, therefore what? They also don't have the prohibition to consume chametz. Because after all, the Torah links these two things together. Therefore, the Gemara says, Kamash no. Kamash and I will say, now, i understand something over here. Kamash the Gemara is saying that according to Eliezer, the Pasik says, Kikol ochel chametz. Or Kikol ochel achmet says, the Kikol or the Kal comes to include women in the prohibition ultimately of chametz consumption. To which the Gemara said, but one second. Mm-hmm. Bahashta de Israel el Huba Baal and now that women are included in the prohibition of Chametz, we also include them in the positive commandment to eat Matzah. Like Rabbi Eliezer says, Women are in fact biblically obligated to eat Matzah. We'll say that's how we pass again. Even though it is a mitzvah Asesha, it is a mitzvah Asesha, it's a time bound commandment. Nevertheless, women will be obligated in matzah consumption. Amar lo sochol alov chametz. Kol yeshno chametz, yeshno ba matzah. So you both say, in fact, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, we accept the first version of this argument, which is, in general, we assume there is no distinction between men and women for prohibitions. And therefore, you both say, the linkage of chametz and matzah teaches me as follows. Whoever is bound by the prohibitions of Pesach is, or by the prohibitions of chametz, I should say, is obligated in the consumption of matzah. al <speaking in Hebrew> Whoever is not permitted to eat chametz, matzah. <speaking in Hebrew> Ultimately, again, is obligated in matzah consumption. Therefore, the noshi nami chov al chametz. Therefore, these women as well, because these women, right, women as well. Because ultimately, again, they are prohibited in chametz consumption. Therefore, halacha they are obligated in the consumption of matzah. So, we'll say what, what I want to point out over here. Just see, follow the flow of this limud. What just happened over here is like this. The way the limud worked was the gemara is assuming the koner be'leizer. Rabbi Yehudah is learning out. Call 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 every everyone. Everyone is coming to include women. Now, once I know that women are obligated, old, according to what once another women are obligated in the prohibition of chametz, therefore what? The fact that the Torah links chametz and matzah, therefore once I understand that they are obligated in the prohibition of chametz, therefore what? They also become obligated in the consumption of matzah. Now, I just want to point out, you don't need that limud according to the way we're going to understand, that's Rabbi Eliezer's understanding, call. We have a much simpler limud, almost simpler limud, as what say. When it comes to the world of lavim, there is no distinction between men and women. So therefore, again, women of course are obligated in the prohibitions of chametz. Now, and now, once the Torah links chametz and matzah, therefore what? Women will be obligated in the obligation to consume matzah as well. Rabbi just has this extra step of the call, which we'll discuss. Umay chazis the high kol rabbiyei noshim. So here's what's interesting in Rabbi Eliezer's view. So ultimately, again, kol is coming to include women, but ultimately, again, it excludes it excludes a a a um um taroves mixture concerning, uh, uh, containing chametz. How do you know that? So why don't you say instead? Maybe it doesn't come to include women, but rather it comes to include a mixture of chametz. It's actually very interesting. Mista'bra kai if a pasik is talking about eaters, right, eaters, people, then it makes sense that kol will come to include people. But if the topic of, if subject of the Pasuk is ultimately again people, it doesn't make sense that it would come to include objects. So we'll say, in other words, that kikolo chel machmetzes is talking about people. So, betashtos, if kol is coming to include something, marbes something, it makes sense that it's coming to include another category of people. Masha'inkein, if kol kam achmetz as the subject of people, it doesn't make sense that it would be coming to include another category of food. So, therefore, again, kikol, the Gemara understands, coming to include women, not coming to include taru of eschometz. Is that true? That whenever the subject of the Pasuk is talking about people, it, it only includes additional people, doesn't come to include additional food items? Is that true? We learn about this, it's very interesting. Say, so the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, if you eat the chilev of a sacrificial animal, that is punishable by kareis. So the Gemara says, I only know that this applies to a khalif of an unblemished animal that is fit for sacrificial offering. I say, How do I know that even if I eat the chilev of a blemished animal, that that is punishable by kareis as well? Tamud lomar the Pasik says Kikol, and kikol comes to include all forms of khilith, even from a blemished animal. But one second. But I will say one second. What's the subject of the Pasik Rabo say? What's the subject? Kikolokal Khalev. Who is it talking about? Who's it? Kikol. Sorry about who? People. 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 So look what you just did. You just told me. Whenever the subject of the of the Pasek is people, and you have a reboy like kikol, kikol comes to include another group of people. But here you're using kikol with the subject is people, and you're using it to include what? Another form of chilev, even chilev from a an blemished animal. What's going on over here? says not a problem. Hashem deleka ochlin mar ha'cha diika ochlin lo shavik ochlin mar said The Gemara says like this everything depends on the context. By chaylev, we already know that men and women are both subject to the laws of chaylev. So because of that, key call, key call, and I both say, why, how do I know that, that men and women are going to be both be subject to chaylev? Because it's a prohibition. There's no time, time there's no, t- t- say, there's no time bound component. Everybody's, so therefore I will say, I have no one else to include. All right, Men and women are already including the prohibition of chaylev. So when I have no other group of people To include in the key kol ribui, I'll use the key kol ribui to do what? To do what? To create another category of food items. In this case, the chilev of a blemished animal. But eina chinami, when you could use a kol to go ahead and include another subset of people, then eina chinami that's preferable. So come back now to chametz. Come back now to chametz. I might have thought that women ultimately should not be subject to the halachos of chametz. Why not? Because remember, there's a linkage between matzah and chametz. And matzah is a mitzvah saseh shazman, time bound commandment. So I might have thought that just like women are exempt from matzah, therefore they should be exempted from the prohibition of chametz. Kikol comes to include women, ultimately in the prohibition of chametz. And then of course, once women are obligated in the prohibition of chametz, or including in the prohibition of chametz, they're also obligated in the mitzvah saseh of matzah. But I the less low ki kol, kol lo and the Rabbanon who hold that again, there is no prohibition of, of taroves chametz. We also have to remember again. I'm sorry, I said before I believe it was really the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon who hold that there is no prohibition of taroves chametz kol lo darshi. They ultimately again don't darshan call. They don't darshan call at all. El noshim and all those. if the Rabbanon don't darshan call, then ultimately again, from where do they know? that women are obligated or subject to the prohibition of chametz, to which the Gemara says, I'm um, sorry. So, alu say, so where do the Rabbanon, who don't darshan kol, from where do they know that women ultimately, again, will be subject to the prohibition of chametz? listen to this, kol lo darshi, while it is true that the Rabbanon don't darshan the word kol, to include another subset of people, Kikol Darshi. We will say they do Darshan when you find the phrase, Kikol. And i both also remember again, by comments you find not just Kol, but what? Kikol. Sheva Asyamim, Shor Olo Yimotzei B'vaseichem, Kikol. Ochal Mahmatzas, V'nikrasa Nefeshai Ultimately again, so i both say, so the Rabbanon will Darshan Kikol. That's like a double rebuy. Kikol will come to include women. Rabbi Eliezer, Ima Kol, the Rabban says Hanoshim. Kikol Larabos S.A. Ruvo. Rabbi Eliezer, why don't you say, ultimately again, that kol comes to include women, and kikol comes to include ta'roves, mixture of chomets. Kikol, Rabbi Eliezer, lo darish. Aye, so maybe you'll say that halokal maybe Rabbi Eliezer doesn't darish in kikols. Vatanya, that's not true. So, Bal baltak tiru. Amy kulo. Miktasam as follows. Listen to this. So the pasuk, the pasuk says as follows: Kalamincha mincha rivul laHashem lo se aseh chamit. So Rebbe we'll when you offer up a karban mincha, karban mincha cannot be chametz. And the pasuk says ki kol because any saar, any chametz, or any honey cannot be offered up as an offering to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Rebbe says, so watch this. So the Gemara says in the elakulo. I only know ultimately again that the whole the whole carbon can't be chametz. How do I know that even if part of it is chametz it's problematic? Tamod Lomar, Therefore the Pazik says How do I know that even if there's chametz mixed in it's problematic? Tamod Lomar, ki Ultimately again, because the Pazik says kikol, which comes to include any amount of chametz mixed into the mincha. Man shamis lay the darish the darish kol. We'll say ultimately again, who is the opinion? Who tell who darshens kol? Rabbi Eliezer. And yet, what do you see over here? The key call. and here he's key call as well. Yet, you, excuse me, you just told Rabbi Leizer it doesn't darshin kikol. In Achinami the Gemara says Kasha. It's a good question. So I will say, <clears throat> so we, the Gemara ends off over here. We're not finished with the Sugya, but the Gemara ends off over here, ultimately, in, in, enmeshed in this discussion. Here's what we know we know everyone agrees that if you go ahead and you eat Chametz Be'en, that's what? What's the punishment? Kares. Kares. That, that That's indisputable. After that is where the machlokas yes begins. So I will say, so it appears that we have two different opinions. Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Eliezer. Ultimately, seemingly, both of. Uh, Rabbi Meir? Yep, Rabbi Huda. Uh, sorry, Rabbi Meir quotes Rabbi Huda. Thank you. Thank you. Rabbi Meir quoting Rabbi Huda, and then ultimately Rabbi Eliezer, two different opinions, both being put forward as the authors of our Mishnah. Seemingly, both of them subscribing to the idea that Chametz Ta'aroves Chametz, which means if you have a mixture of Chametz, or Chametz Nuksha, which again, we'll just accept Rashi's definition. Chametz Nuksha means what? Chametz ra, which which again, it's still exactly not clear, but it would appear based on the seer conversation means chametz whose process has been stunted. Halacha l'maisa, if you consume either a mixture of chametz or chametz Nuksha, that will be punishable by a by a not by Kharis, but by a Now the Gemara spends a lot of time trying to understand do Rabbi do Rabbi Huda. And, and do Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Eliezer actually say, these? do they actually hold these respective sheetas? So we'll say, that's the continuation of the Gemara. Let me just tell you the Rambam, just just for clarity purposes, so that you should emerge something, you know, we'll say, as much as sometimes it's good to learn through a sugya, and then do the halacha lamaysa, let me tell you the halacha lamaysa now, so it'll give you, I think, a little bit of clarity as we continue to go through the sugya. So listen to this. The Rambam Paskins, this is in Hilchos Chami Perak Perek Aleph, Halacha Vav. Ein we'll kares al achilas So, we'll say number one, the Raman Paskins, like what the Gemara said, you're only chayif kares if you eat what's called chametz be'en, chametz be'en, unadulterated chametz, standalone chametz, a bagel, a piece of bread, a cookie, a pretzel, a piece of cake i'm sorry lo so I just want to point out there's two different there's two different lavin there's the torah says inalati chametz chametz ben Means, uh, I'm sorry, 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 machmetz as Low am sorry i am sorry i am sorry taroves. sorry i am sorry i am and i am sorry i i i i if you notice, no one's arguing on this. Everyone is saying, it's just a shayla. the Shailah. The Gemara wanted to suggest that these are the Shittahs of Rabbi Yud and Rabbi Eliezer. The Gemara challenges whether Rabbi Yud and Rabbi Eliezer are really saying really hold of these Shittahs, but those are the Shittahs, and that is the shita ultimately espoused in the Mishnah. So we'll stop over here. We'll pick up we're, getting, we're not finished with this. I will say, one last thing I should just tell you is, in the world of Ta'arov and we're not getting into this now, because we have I reached this in the Gemara yet? But I just want to point out that in the world of taroves chametz, even the Rambam says for taroves, you're only chayiv if you consume a certain amount of chametz in the mixture within a certain amount of time. For example, I'll just tell you this. But Medrash Murim kizayis chametz b'solch k'day achilas pras. So this is what I'll say, this is incredibly important because we'll, again, we're going to see this in the Gemara. You could have a mixture of Chametz where there is so little chametz throughout the entire mixture, that when you consume the mixture, you actually don't end up consuming a kezayis of chametz within a significant amount of time. So what we're going to see, if the chametz is so diffused in the mixture that you wouldn't even end up consuming a, kez, a kezayis, pechdeh pras, then Eina under those circumstances, there wouldn't even be a love. Again, just coming attractions. We'll see that in the coming days.